Hey, Member Vault family. This is Mike Kelly, CTO and co-founder of Member Vault, coming at you again for another weekly tech update. Uh, so this is my second week doing this, and uh, I really like it. And just know that all of these updates are in your Member Vault dashboard as well. But in this podcast, we're going to get to talk about them a little bit, uh, kind of give you some use cases and stuff like that. But you can always check in your dashboard. Uh, we're showing you what's coming up and what has recently changed because that was one of the big pieces of feedback we got. People were like, oh, I don't want to miss anything. So don't worry. You're not, never going to miss anything. Um, so this week was a really cool week where we pushed a big update that we had been working on for weeks. And that was the ability to call actions based on the type of payment option somebody chose. So that's confusing. Let me back up a couple weeks ago. We added the ability for you to uh, label your payment options. So let's say you had like the product, which was like a base plan. And then maybe you had like a gold package that had like the course plus coaching plus something else or whatever. There wasn't a good way for the user to really tell what they were buying, like which option was good for what. And so we gave you the ability to label those. So you can say, Hey, the base plan is $49 a month. The gold plan is $79 a month, whatever. And you can do that, and it looks great. People love it. But we knew that that was only half of the puzzle. The other half of the puzzle was helping you, the uh, content creator, and, well, how do you onboard those people differently? How do you tag them differently in your email system? How do you treat them differently? How do you give them separate stuff? Because now there's the need to you know, deal with um, your customers differently depending on what option that they buy. So we had the answer. Uh, after a couple weeks of hard work, uh, we finally pushed it this weekend and it is a big overhaul to actions. So um, in actions, right, you know, what it used to be before was there was a action for if somebody got added to a product and then there was an action for if somebody purchased a product and that was it. There was no discerning anything else. So what we did is we removed the purchase product because that was being was starting to get confusing uh, to people. They're like, do I choose added the product or purchase product? And so what we did is we simplified that. We removed the purchase product action and instead everything is under added the product. But when you choose added the product, you'll now see a separate drop down next to it saying how was that person added to the product? And this is really powerful. That one little drop down seems like a small change, but it has really big implications because now what you can do is say, hey, if somebody buys my gold package, right, so added the product and then you in the drop down, you'll see all your payment options there. So you can say like, oh, cool, gold option. Then you can say, hey, tag them in my active campaign or convert kit or MailChimp, whatever you're using, uh, tag them as gold member, right? Uh, and then which can kick off any kind of automation. Uh, you can send yourself a notification, like maybe you want to get an email as soon as somebody signs up for gold package so you can reach out and you know do a little personal touch. You can even, with actions, chain that to like giving them a bonus product or something like that. Maybe they unlock some hidden bonus product if they buy that thing. So you can do that now all in actions, which is really, really, really powerful. So before, if you wanted to try to do this, it was really tough. You'd have to like do some automations and some, you know, really kind of janky things to try to make that work. And so now this can all be done inside of actions. So it's really, really powerful. Um, check it out. We have the documentation there. Um, 
again, it seems like a small change until you start playing around with it and you can see just how different you know you can do stuff of course you we still give you the ability to onboard them all the same right and i think that's the power here is now in that how did they get added depending on the product type we give you all the options that you could want so you could say any like i don't care how this person got added to the product um let me know <laughs> you know or tag them or something and you can even choose for manual so manual so if you just manually adding people in there now that can trigger uh, the action to go tag them or do whatever. And so it's really, really cool uh, to be able to do that kind of thing and be able to onboard people differently. So it's really powerful. Um, and, it, you know, there's a lot of areas where that shows up too. Um, now that payment options are a more important thing, we're keeping track of what payment options someone chose. So before in the payment log, you would just see how much somebody paid, like how many dollars that they paid. Um, but now you're going to be able to actually see what payment option that they chose. And that actually wasn't available before because we thought payment options were just going to be same, you know what I mean? Basically the same thing like, Oh, one time versus payment plan. And some people are using it like that, but more and more we see people using payment options to sell different versions of a product. And therefore you're going to want to know what somebody bought. And so we're surfacing out, we're starting to capture and surface all that information as well as pass it on. Another big thing that happened in actions, uh, while we are in here was the ability to call a webhook from member vault to another tool. Now, I will admit this is a pretty techy thing. Uh, most people are never going to use this and that's completely fine. But let's say in the event that you're trying to use some kind of Zapier alternative, right? Let's say you don't use a supported email tool, use something like Flowdesk, which doesn't have an API yet, right? Let's say you're using something like Flowdesk, you have a lot of people and you can use Zapier to onboard people. So when people sign up for your member vault, Zapier can zap them into you know, Flowdesk or whatever app you want. Uh, Zapier is kind of the digital glue that holds everything together. But Zapier can get expensive at scale. And so there's a lot of people with bigger accounts that were like, ah, I wish I could use this other tool or I wish I could use my custom software, something like that. And we have an answer for that. So now you can call webhooks. Again, it's a little techy. I'm not going to go into super big details here because uh, I don't want to lose all of you. <laughs> But in short, now you're able to go into actions and say, hey, when somebody signs up or when somebody does whatever, um, one of the actions now on the right-hand side of the screen is call a webhook. And you can just paste the link, you know, the, whatever the URL of that webhook is. And then when that person signs up or does whatever the trigger is, we send the first name, last name, and email address of that person to whatever URL you want. Again, that sounds a little silly. Why would you want to do that? But if you have some kind of custom software, if you're working with a developer, or if you're using one of these Zapier alternatives and you don't mind rolling up your sleeves and getting in there, um, this can be really, really powerful. It can save you a ton of money and really just overhead because once you set this stuff up, it just works. So that's an option too. Uh, and again, the documentation for that is linked in the admin. So that was this week, which was really cool. That was really kind of two weeks of work uh, that we had going on here. We continue to clean stuff up. You'll notice like there's prettier notifications and alerts uh, throughout the system. Uh, we're really working to kind of like make a cohesive experience and really clean up some older stuff in there. Uh, Member Vault's about five years old, maybe even older now. 
And so we're constantly kind of picking up old stuff and cleaning it off and say, hey, do we need this anymore? And uh, they try to keep that admin real fresh for you. So what's coming up this week? So this week we're working on, I mentioned last week that we were working with an integration with Hello Audio, which is um, like a private podcast uh, service. And we continue to work with them. We've made really good uh, En-ROADS with them last week uh, to get really connected uh, and get everything authenticated and secure and good to go. And so now we get to do the fun part. And the fun part is really integrating it into Memberful. So Hello Audio is going to be integrated two ways. Uh, One, once you hook up, right, so you'll integrate your Hello Audio. And it's really cool because in Member Vault now, there's going to be a whole different integrations page, which we hope to add a lot of different things in there, which would be really cool. We want to integrate. We want to do more integrations moving forward um, to kind of give you an easier, more seamless, zappier free if possible uh, experience. And uh, so in this integrations page, the first one in there will be Hello Audio. Once you connect your Hello Audio, which will be really easy, it's just a button. You just click a button, log in, and then you're connected. After you connect, you'll be able to link your podcast feeds to certain products. So if you say, let's say you have a a course and that course has a private podcast that you have going along with it. Well, now inside of Member Vault, you'll just be able to hit a drop down and say, hey, link my Hello Audio feed to, you know, the you know, link this podcast feed to this product inside of Member Vault. And then what your users will see is they'll say, when they go into the product, they'll say, cool, you know, uh, five modules and podcast feed. And so they'll be able to look at that and just see it right away. It's a really seamless way to integrate your podcast feed in with your Member Vault product without you having to do anything crazy. You don't have to embed anything. It's really point and click. The second part of that is how to get people into your Hello Audio private uh, podcast feed. So one of the big things that Hello Audio is um, is good with is that you can give people can have their private podcast feeds, right? So you can just give access to certain people instead of just a big blanket public URL. You can give private URLs, and so what we're doing is allowing again with actions. We're going to be adding an action. So say, hey, if somebody signs up or buys this thing, uh, one of the new actions that you'll be able to do is add them to my Hello Audio podcast. And so that's really cool. And that's going to be really powerful to be able to do that as well. Um, And so that way you can kind of have a front end to your Hello Audio. So your users just have to interface with Member Vault. They never really have to interface with a a different tool if you you keep your stack real simple. Uh, And this gives just a really nice easy, seamless way for you to do that. So that's what's happening with Hello Audio. Uh, Hope to be this week that we push that, Uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll we'll push it when it's ready. (laughs) We're going to do some testing with them too. uh, And we want to make sure everything's perfect before it goes live. The other thing that we're working on this week that I teased last week is the ability to do hot leads in actions. So again, this is another trigger inside of actions. So if you've spent any time in your member vault dashboard, you see the concept of hot leads, which is really, really, really powerful. I just, I love, I just love the concept of, uh, of the hot leads. And that is somebody who's logged into your member vault, who's looking at a product that they don't yet own multiple times over multiple days. 
and it's a really strong signal that somebody might be interested in purchasing that product and those people are usually silent. You do not hear from them, but their actions speak louder than words and they show up in your hot leads. And you'll be like, wow, you know, John over here like looked at my, uh, <laughs> looked at my, you know, premium podcasting course or something like that. They looked at it, you know, five times over the past seven days. That's a, that's not an accident. That person is very interested in that. And so now you're going to be able to trigger events inside of actions based on that. So you'll say, you know, one of the new triggers will be hot lead. And then it'll say, great, how many times do you want them to look at it before you do this said thing? So now you can say, hey, if somebody looks at this product, you know, three times and hasn't purchased it, you know, send me an email, tag them in my email service so I can reach out to them. And it I think what this is going to give you is going to give you a really nice way to kind of automate a really supported passive sales system where you constantly have really good leads coming in and you have information on those like leads on those people that are interested. And I think it's really going to change the whole selling game instead of it's switching the script from like, let me spam people to let me support people that are clearly interested. And I think that's going to help a lot. And I know selling feels a lot better when you kind of come at it uh, from that approach. So that's pretty much it for this next week. We continue to uh, chase down some bigger behind the scenes thing. Uh, one of the biggest things that we're working on is the ability uh, to be able to undelete things. So I- I'm sorry if you've ever had the experience where in Member Vault, you delete a user or if you delete a product and you're like, oh wait, I didn't mean to do that. And it's kind of too late. <laughs> we make you confirm it a couple times, you know, on purpose, but you can still fly through those prompts and you can still make a mistake. And unfortunately, there's not a good way to roll that back. Of course, we have backups in case of disaster or anything like that, but we can't just roll back single things like that. And so this is going to give us the ability. It's a huge behind the scenes update. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but um, basically when you delete something like a, 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 mo- a module or a lesson or a product or a user or something like that, they won't be gone forever. You know, they'll go into your recycling bin or whatever we call it. And then you will be able to undelete them to be like, oh, whoops, I didn't mean to delete that person. And that will save you a ton of headaches. So we're hoping uh, that's in there shortly too. Again, no ETA on that. That's just something that we're working on. Uh, It could be ready by next week. It could be ready by next month. And then we continue to just hone down on performance updates too. Uh, We've seen some people with really big accounts with a lot of activity. We've seen... um, their dashboards become really slow and unresponsive. And in some cases, some users have tried to run a report over a large period of time, like let's say a year, they wanted to see their 2020 at a glance. Um, And that report, if your account is really big, can take so long to run that the server kind of gives up and you just get like an error page. So we're working on performance tweaks so you can do whatever kind of reports that you want and they should be snappy and fast. So Again, not easy problems to solve, but we're working on it. (laughs) Um, And if you're curious about our workflow, we actually are making a little adjustment already. So I said, was it last week or two weeks ago, that we were doing a workflow where I would have something 
um, you know, Thursday nights, I kind of stay up late and, you know, I get a lion's share of work done. Uh, and then Friday, it's in beta and we, you know, drip it out to our, our uh, certified partners and our internal team and then we can test it. Uh, we can write up some documentation. But what we're finding is that, <laughs> and, and which should come as no surprise, having something ready by Friday morning doesn't give a lot of time for testing and documentation before the inevitable launch on Sunday afternoon. And we also don't want our employees to have to work over the weekend. And we can say, don't work the weekend, but then when we're putting something on their lap on Friday morning, it kind of feels like they have to. <laughs> and so we're changing that. Uh, we're making that you know a little bit uh, better of a process. So now we're changing instead of... Um, Thursday night being the big night where we kind of like tie things up and get them bulk ready. Now it's going to be Tuesday. So by Wednesday, we should have something in beta for our team and users to look at. And then we can kind of test, we can write some documentation, we can make any kind of tweaks that we want to. Uh, I know Katrina always makes tweaks on my English, uh, my bad English. <laughs> I'm so focused on making sure there's no bugs in the code. Uh, that I sometimes make really silly grammatical errors. And so she catches all those too. And this gives a little bit of a grace period where she can catch those things and we can say, oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Or kind of big bugs, like, you know, uh, logic bugs. Like this last update, we were kind of working up until the last minute uh, for some little bugs that kept coming up. And uh, just because there's so many different options to do this. So this is going to give us more time to test and play around with something uh, so we can ensure a really good update. So that's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and hope you have a good time in your account this week.